imaginary friends were catching this on record. Um, yep, it was a unicorn. Yeah. And she was white. White unicorn. And, oh, have you, okay, did you see the movie? I think it was called My Little Unicorn. No, it's a no. really old movie. Anyways, that sounds like it was made in. It was like iridescent white. And I think her name was Mira or something. That That's sounds like a called. Wicked Witch of the West kind of situation. But I loved that unicorn. <laughs> just just like romantically or just No, we were platonically. Best, friends. best friends. Best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you know in Harry Potter where yeah. the unicorn, like that really traumatized me. Like really? I deeply felt sick when I found out that Voldemort was eating, well, actually, eating a unicorn. Technically it was Quirrell. But you know, yeah, that's true. But you but know, I was like deeply affected. I was really hurt. I was really, <laughs> emotionally. Like, I would troubled. look away. I couldn't. I couldn't handle wow. it. Yeah, because it was dead. Do you don't like dead things? And I was or like, you? that's why they're extinct because <laughs> <laughs> because Voldemort's eat them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so. my favorite animal for a very long time. And it's a it's because a lot they're of real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I gave up and I was like, mm, giraffe. Okay. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. Giraffe, penguin, whatever. These are the things we do podcast. A podcast about film, life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today I've got my friend, Stephanie Dillon. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. That was an amazing opening story. I'm very impressed. I um I, d- I think that actually tops. I deliver. <laughs> That's my slogan. You do. I even have t-shirts. You have t-shirts, do you? Yeah. Ah, we with the you with, with what's your logo? What's your designed logo? It's my face on a unicorn. <laughs> on a unicorn's butt or just the unicorn face? The unicorn face. Ah. Yes, sitting down like a dog. <laughs> with wings. <laughs> A pegacorn. A pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, it's, it's, it's a new breed. <laughs> it's a new... <laughs> so, uh, it's <laughs> sidelining that topic. <laughs> it was the best opening. Um, tell everyone a bit about who you are and what you do. I am... Uh, a dancer. I have been dancing since I was a little tot. I am a aspiring actress. I kind of hate that word, but everyone uses it, so we're going to go with that. Um, a a coming ice skater. I'm getting there, and I love it. And yeah, that's pretty much that sums me you. in a heart. In, in a, a heart, heart. Me in a heartbeat. Yep. Love it. So what what um what came first? Uh dancing, I assume. Dancing came first, yes. Really? I watched Angelina Ballerina and I was sold. <gasps> really? Oh, no, that actually, was actually it was Elmo Tap Dancing and then it was Angelina Ballerina. Wow. Angelina Ballerina, really? Yep. The mouse. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was a she was an icon for a while. Uh-huh. And Barbie and the Nutcracker. I have not seen Barbie. I've seen a lot of it's things. It's a classic. I don't know. I, I, be, I could be convinced otherwise. <laughs> if you're trying to convince me to watch a Barbie film, it's a very long road. However, they were very inaccurate because 
they, they had move. point shoes. They did. And I thought that's what I was going to get. So I was very disappointed. What, that they weren't point? Yeah. That my were- mum, I came home from school. My mum had all this ballet stuff in the back seat. was like, surprise, you're going to do ballet class. And I was like, yes. And I pulled out the flat shoes and I was like, what is this, mum? And she's like, you wear those first. And I was like, no, I don't want to be Kelly. I want to be Barbie with toe shoes. She was like, you have to wait till you're 12. And I was like, but I stuck with it. So, <laughs> And you've been doing it ever since? Yep, pretty much. And what's your favorite kind of dance? Um, I trained in ballet. Mm-hmm. I then went into jazz next. And then I discovered contemporary and I love contemporary. Really? Love contemporary because it, it just kind of has a bit of everything in it. You can't really be bored with it. Yeah. And then theater jazz recently because that's where the jobs are and it's fun. Really? It's fun to do. It's kind of incorporates dancing and acting. Love it. Yes. And then obviously like acting kind of is inspired out of it all or is it, was it well, just kind of you were a bit of a shock? I always used to watch the dancing films. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I'm a dancer. I'm going to be in a dancing movie. Mm. That's how I'm going to be a dancer. Or I'm going to be on the Wiggles because he they have dancers. Mm. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. I thought I associated dancing as a job, as doing it when I'm older, as being what I saw on TV, right. as being on television in right. a movie. Of, and then that kind of created that. Right. Yeah. And then I found out um, how many actors that I loved were originally dancers and I was like oh that makes sense um yeah and I just just kind of fell in love with the process of it yeah um the behind the scenes even working on a set I love interesting yeah on stage um or on set backstage just just my kind of place is that just the, the collaborative kind of nature of it all? Or is yeah, it just kind of and I can't sit still and I like running around and tottering and never really stopping. That's a, so that's a good thing though. That means like a lot of people just are very, you know, like they do their thing and you're very active. And sort yeah, of like, my like, brain is like a spiderweb. It is. I, I've seen you on set. <laughs> It's it's it gets very excited very quickly about doing things and and you don't like not having a task yeah you like having something to do and you like being busy with that task mm-hmm. so it's it is interesting to watch yeah. like if I don't have something to do I'm usually you'll you'll notice because I'll start you know going up and down on my toes and like turning yeah. around in circles yeah I mean like that's a good thing but um and then now you're aspiring to be obviously a skater. I think I've always loved ice skating. Yeah. But I grew up in a very beachy small town. Where'd you grow up? Port Macquarie. Ah. So warm. That's beachy. a beachy. You don't look like you've ever been to Port Macquarie other than No, I look like a city girl. You do. It because I always knew it. Because my nan lived in Port Macquarie before she died and I don't like Port Macquarie very much. What's your thoughts on Port Macquarie? Do you like it? I think everyone <laughs> that lives there loves it and then 
everyone that lives in Sydney loves it because it's like a getaway. And I'm just, it's a great place. It is, but it's just not my place. Just not where you want to live. It's just not my place. I could have grown up in Sydney and still been the same person. You also look like someone who has never been to the beach. I don't like the beach. Really? I used to love it as a kid. I can surf because that's kind of, well, everyone kind of knows how to surf and swim and- You'd hope so. I just don't like it. I decided that I didn't like it Come when on. I was like 15. I was like, nah, don't like the water anymore. <laughs> I, I, now I don't like, like showering. I now like it's... my water frozen. Yeah. You're like, if the, uh, if the water in the shower isn't like minus two, I'm not interested. Um, but no, that's like, yeah, you wouldn't automatically look at you and be like, you've grown up in this Port Macquarie City, which it's kind of like a city town area. Yeah. Um, it's a weird combination. If anyone's actually been to Port Macquarie, it is an interesting place. But yes. um, yeah, it's it I just remember not loving it because I'm not a beachy person. I've never been a beachy person. I like beaches, but I don't wanna live on a beach. I have no desire to live on a beach. Yeah. Um, I am more about mountains and like nice scenery. Um, but do you, you strike me as someone who's also a little bit of a city person, but also you're, would you describe yourself as a little bit of an introverted person as well? hundred percent. Cause you, you have always struck me like as very similar minded to myself <laughs> with cynicism and everything underneath. Yep. Um, when did you realize that with yourself? When did you realize you were kind of like this introverted eclectic person? Ever since I was little, because being alone, even my mom said, like, I was very happy being alone, like completely comfortable. I can be with other people, yeah, but I don't get upset from being, I don't feel loneliness. No. And I could be alone for ages. I'm very happy, I guess, in my own brain. Um, I can I don't have problems connecting with other people. <laughs> it's funny. When I was a kid, my mom the preschool teacher went up to my mom and she said, I'm really worried about Stephanie, she doesn't have any friends. Um and I went to my mom and she after she mentioned this, oh, why don't you go get some friends? And I just looked at her and I said, I'm waiting. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting. A couple weeks later, I literally picked my friend because I watched a lot of Barbie movies and I wanted my friend to have blonde, curly hair. That was who was going to be my friend. And I went straight up to her and I went, I like your hair because it's curly like the sun. Can you be my friend? That's how it happened. Wow. Like, I just picked one good one. That's all I needed. One good. Yeah, one good one. Even my best friend now, I've had her since. My cousin and my best friend had them had them since I was like five years old. Um, and then wow. my other three, my housemate, who's also my best friend, she, I knew her since I was very little. Yeah. So we've kind of gone in and out of each other's lives growing up. But every time we've been together, we've been really, really close. So technically that's been a really long friendship. And then my other one who lives in Brisbane at the moment is coming to Sydney. We have six years on us. Wow. And my 
a gay best friend, William, uh, we've got three years. Nice. You just, you know. I have lots of friends and I love all of those people. But the people, my closest people are the ones that know all about me. And they're very selected. Do you, you, how do you sort of gauge who you like to tell? A lot secret? of people say it takes me three months. It's t- like you can count it. This is usually what happens. And then Like you I'll go. be like closed off for three months and then I'll be like, bam. And then you were like, oh, shh. Yeah, and then they'll be like, who is that? Okay. Um, but no, I feel... Well, and then just, six months is like, you're in. Yeah, and okay. And that's, that's well, it. Like, a- wedding ring, everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not getting rid of me. That's like loyal cancer. <laughs> loyal, loyal. Um, I think it's also kind of interesting. Forever because- have craps. <laughs> <laughs> me, the little crab sitting on your shoulder. Um, everyone get a check if you need you stamina, please get a check. Yes. Otherwise, just don't go to the seafood restaurants, please. <laughs> Should be crawling around everywhere. I'll be that pinch you'll never get rid of. Will you? Yes. <laughs> but they like it. They like it, do yes. they? Um, I <laughs> This episode is going to be so inappropriate in so it's many more ways. It's like a tickle than a niche. <laughs> uh, just, just you. I mean, but also, I feel like I got like a, a handful of information, not even knowing you that long. I feel like I've sort of managed to crack a few seams, which I, which I never suspected. And I think it was mostly because of four thirty in the morning conversation. Oh, but I think yeah. when did you? When did you know? When did you know this kind of friend, like this particularly friendship with me? When did you know? Because mo- we met online, so yes. we didn't meet physically for ages, That's but true. we were talking a fair amount. How mm-hmm. did you gauge that when we, you know, until we met? I think it was probably again like we had been chatting for a while. Even it had been a while since we did the big FaceTime call with everyone. Yeah. Probably around between. <laughs> What is six months? Um, so it was kind of like that on and off sort of thing. It's not something I really sit down and think about, but yeah, it'll just naturally kind of me just like sort of like slowly climbing up a tree and then I kind of get to the top and I'm like, hmm, I'm good now. Like, yeah. yes. Like it's, it, I don't know. It's like a switch. That's, that's also I'm gonna... where I like, I'll give a little bit more. Yeah. And then I'll, slightly you're, you're sort sli- of get as much information as possible and then I'll get, give a little bit more and how depending on how people respond to that but it's very easy like you know when it's easy to talk to someone yeah. like we have similar brains like <laughs> you you know your type you know you, you know your friends like you just yeah I mean if you want brain waves if you weren't going to put Macquarie you'd be joining us in the skate room because Although, you know, Lachlan's also coming, so it'd just be a danger. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to see what he'll do because he's never done one. Really? And never. Never, I think. And that is actually kind of exciting. Um, I'm worried to see him in a dark room. Um, I love the dark. I do too. Uh, it's like sitting in there. Like, <laughs> like, I could fall asleep. You'd be like, where's Stephanie? Like, oh, she's asleep. She's asleep. She's yeah. she's dead to the world. Um, I think it was also there's a great photo of you on set where you just like look like you're just hunched over yeah. something. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's Stephanie. <laughs> I can't believe Mark took that and it was just like, 
Me in the dark, I'm like a vampire in a coffin. And yeah. then me in the sun, I'm like a lizard, like but you, <laughs> soaking it but up. But you are like a vampire. You are. You could fool everyone to be a vampire. Yes. Um, but no, like I think <laughs> when did you? Because you're also very nerdy. I think what there are a whole bunch of assumptions people must think about you because you don't look like any of the things of the type that when you when you actually come out of your shell that you are. Oh, I'm such a I'm I'm such a nerd. I know, and that's the thing is like. And I don't even realize until I say stuff, and I'm oh my god. <laughs> I think it's like the, the the thing was when I first saw you, I was like, oh, she kind of seems cool, but I don't know anything or can't gauge. Some people it. say that I scare them when I first meet. You them, do or have they a think resting I'm bitch face. Super nice, <laughs> or I scare them. It's either one way or the other. You have a resting aggressive face. I think it's because I'm small and I was always told that you have to be, otherwise people won't see you. You have to like stand on your own Yeah. because you're this big. You need to be taller. Yeah. um, Metaphorically than any other person in the room. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise people will like like, (laughs) poke me and I'll fall over. Well, you just topple. Yeah. So people are like, and walk around me. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, they'll literally stamp on me because you can. It's just like, oh, yeah. Because how tall sweep are you? you? Out of the way. I'm five foot three. I'm actually five foot two and a half, but I'm five foot three. <laughs> <laughs> five foot three. Um, but we, like, was that kind of just? Were you hoping you would be taller? Was that something you always wanted, or were you very happy being the height you were? I thought I was going to be six foot. Really. Yes, because I thought that being a grown-up was being super tall when I was a kid. Like I thought, you know, I thought my parents were huge, but they're tiny. And I was like, wow, I'm not going to grow anymore. I mean, you're a good height. I think I was tall in kindergarten. Yeah. Like, and then I just stopped. I just stayed that way. I think I, I mean, grew ahead, maybe. I think most people are six foot, and I'm about 5'11", 6, bang on, I think. Um, yeah, it's not fun being this tall. I think I was about 10 years old when I realized when we did a height order in dance class and I was like at the end and I was like, whoa, like I'm shortest. And then I stayed that way for ages. But that's not a bad thing. Most people who I think. And then think... I got a little bit jealous when someone was a little bit shorter than me because yeah. I was so used to it. And I was like, excuse you, I'm the smallest, but I wasn't. You, <laughs> you own that smallness. No, and I got really mad when someone was smaller. And you're like, no, I you like, grow, what bitch. What's wrong with this? Like now, I'm just like everyone else. <laughs> but I still wanted to be really tall. Ah, what was um with? Yes, I had a knock. That's Bob. That's Bob. <laughs> That's Bob. Is it? That's Bob. My my second unicorn. Your second. Unicorn. Yeah, ignore him. Okay, okay. well done. Um, I mean, so. When it, when you kind of leapt into this industry, yes, which you know, where where did it start? Because also, like, is Dylan really your last name or is it your stage name? It's my stage name. It's kind of new. It's my middle name. Okay. Yes. Because I was always a bit confused because I knew you under a different name. Yeah. Um, which is technically your last name, but you've changed everything now to Dylan. Yeah, pretty much. Um, how's that been? Sort of like, what was the decision behind that? Because my last name is quite difficult to pronounce and say and spell. So a lot of people think that because it's like that, oh, it'll be more memorable. 
that's not true. It's actually more forgettable because yeah. it doesn't roll off the tongue. So I thought I'd change it to Dylan, which is actually pronounced Dylan. So technically it's still um, ethnic oh. if anyone picked up on that. But again, it's still very simple. People can pronounce it Dylan as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of just rolls a bit better. What's your what ethnicity is your um is your family background? So my surname, the name Yuzuku, which is my last name, um, is actually a Kurdish name, and it means swimmer. Really? Yes. Ah. So if you were to type up Stephanie Yuzuku into Google Images, you'd get a lot of swimmers coming up. Wow. And then Gwen Stefani because the first name, uh, and Lady yes. Gaga as well. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, so, oh yeah, because you would, would you pronounce it Stefani or Stephanie? Stephanie. Yeah. Only because in my dad's language, things like PH don't exist. Like F is an F. So, really? so my dad could actually spell and understand and pronounce my name, like see his own daughter's name and get it. We spelt it that way. Wow. Yeah, so it's not because it's Italian. It's not because yeah. it's, you know, it's literally just so my dad can understand it. Because <laughs> where, when did you, did your family move here? Like originally your parents? Um, Technically, my mum is a citizen. She was born here. Okay. Um, My grandmother's English, Anglo-Celtic. Yep. Um, Australian mix. And my grandfather is... I don't know. Actually, don't know if he's been here for a while. If he's an immigrant, oh, okay. um, because he's Armenian, Balkan, yeah, Syrian, that sort of area, yeah. And then my dad's Kurdish, Iranian sort of area. My dad's definitely an immigrant because he came. He actually got kicked out of the country. No one knows that. Really? Yes, because he was um, protesting <gasps> in his own country. So he got kicked out. Yeah, and then came to Australia. I know, I can definitely guarantee though, he didn't really like it over there. Like, yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. I mean, that's an interesting sort of like yeah. history Especially for your dad mm. to be like. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm not sure if my <laughs> mum or my dad met in Turkey, which is where they lived. Yeah. Um. So people kind of mix that up. People, oh, so you're Turkish. No, no, no. No. Um. They just, it's just the country where a lot of people live. Yeah. I mean, um, like. <sighs> so he got kicked out of Turkey. I think it's also like, um, I like it how everyone puts like, you know, that whole you know, area and just into one category. Yeah. It's very, it's very it's common. So many people and there's so much going on uh, in that place. Like it's crazy. It's it's such a dense population mm. as well. Like um, my brother and went. Tourists don't yeah. see what um, people that live there see. Yeah. I think it was like, but the best story, my brother years ago went to Turkey and he said it was like, oh, I've been wanting to go, but COVID obviously. But yeah, it's apparently one of the most interesting places you can go to as well. And it's just yeah. like, 
Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't, yeah, it's so funny because everyone who just goes, oh, you're of ethnicity, so you must be from the Middle East or you must be from here. Like they just put everyone into subcategories. Um, but I also had that debate of what makes everyone a true Australian. Like anyone who's just like here and has citizenship, Jesus, leave everyone alone. My dad's obviously officially a citizen. He's been like that for very many years now. Yeah. Obviously it was easier to get it back then. Um, I know, right? I know. You sort of imagine like um, what it must be for people moving here now, especially during COVID times. It's like because um, like right now, uh, India is like one of the worst places you can go. Really? We're just in terms of COVID and the health health system and everything because I like there's so many Australians stuck there. But there was a funny – this was years ago and there was an explosion. There was like a – Someone over, I think it was Ukraine, they blew up a plane. Uh, it was that whole I, controversy. Yes. Do you remember this? And yep. it was like a plane and yep. it blew up and they shot it down and just destroyed and a whole bunch of people I died. I heard about that like years, years after and I thought it was, I researched a little bit because I thought it was crazy. It's so crazy. But it, one of the interesting things was all the news media outlets were going, oh, there's only like 19 Australians died. And it's like everyone wrote into these news stations and said, what about all the rest of the people who have died? Like, yeah. Tell us about everyone who died. So it was a real kind of like, I think, and there's still wake-up calls about, um, I feel like COVID really spiked a whole bunch of different opinions about, um, you know, you know, ethnicity, but also like what means to be a citizen to Australia and what means to get yeah. ca- kicked out. Um, did that affect you in any way? Did, that, did you feel any sort of like pr- um, racial prejudice during COVID times or was it all pretty much like non-existent around you? No, no, no. Um, I was, yeah, I was good. Our family was good. There was nothing that sort of way. Um, I have my own opinions about COVID, but I. Yeah. No, I'm intrigued. A lot of people, I really feel for the Asians because They said it came from that country and I just don't understand how people got so aggressive towards a, like, it's like when you're doing a job and you're doing that one, let's say you're, you know, promoting a certain thing and you get told to say a certain thing. Yeah. So someone comes up to you and, oh, you know, why didn't you do this? And they say, why didn't you do this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. If I was billionaire and I opened, owned the company and I owned everything and I made all the de- decisions, do you really think I'd be standing here? So yeah. No, I don't know. So it's like, why would you point to someone and be like, it's your, f-? it's not. It no. makes no sense and it's ridiculous. So I think no one really has anything to really compare COVID racial wise yeah. than I mean, Asians, I got the brunt of it. Yeah. No, I didn't. That's that's good. I mean, like anything like that. Some people have. That's good. Like, yeah, I mean, like some people really have. Um, You are right. Like, it's mostly been like the Asian community in Australia, which copped a lot of flack for it. But it was also in America, and you know, just the whole. Yeah. Like it's just been it's one of those things that people don't really think about as well because you know we all talk about this as abolishing racism and the difference between but also like I have this interesting conversation a lot which is like um you know just I had this conversation with mum and it was ages ago and we we're talking about Christmas and I was like and I was like why do we do Christmas and she's like oh 
well, it's a cultural thing that we do. And I'm like, yeah, but why? And she's like, well, it's just because people of certain cultures do it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's like... Yeah. But it's like th- my dad, he celebrates Christmas because we've been doing it ever since, ever since I was a kid. But he never celebrated Christmas growing up. Yeah. For no reason, no religious reason at all. So he probably doesn't even know why he still celebrates it. He mm. just does because that's what my mum put in our family. Yeah. I still, it doesn't mean anything to him. I really don't think it really means anything. Which is just interesting. Yeah. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's all those little things that people don't kind of go, oh, you know. Yeah. And I think all the time the changes in society that we sort of like chat about and everything, and there's so many different cultural things and family things that people do. And I, you know, and I was having this conversation um, with my partner um, and we, because we're both, you know, of white Anglo-Saxon backgrounds, there's a certain leverage of privilege that we have yeah. over most people. So there is a thing that I often sort of forget about that you don't think about that all these things that you're so used to. Yeah. Actually, other people aren't. It's so, yeah, it, it kind of baffles me because we we as a society, especially, you know, in Western worlds, get so comfortable with things. Like, does that, do you ever kind of just feel like, you know, you're kind of walking into these weird worlds and everyone's just kind of like, you know, because I love doing that. I love watching people from afar and just observing. Yeah, me too. Also, for me, it was very weird and people wouldn't think that looking at me, they're all, oh, you know, she's ethnic, but they would probably think because I grew up in Australia that I had families just like theirs, but that's not true. So it was weird for me to go to um, my friend's houses when I was a kid and it was genuinely completely different. Yeah. And people wouldn't think that. Even if they came to our house, like we wouldn't, it would be not that we had to try to be the same, Yeah. Um, but it would just be a little bit more like my mom wouldn't, cook things that we would or I would usually like she would just cook something more simple or, but just or they wouldn't speak in Turkish to each other yeah. around my friends but like just there, there's such a difference yeah and just because someone's not specifically this 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 like um like <laughs> when people talk about ethnicity they like could point out like three like the Asians and African and yeah, and um, Indian, and that's it. And they're like, that's it. There's no others. There's yeah. so many others that people have no idea about. Well, they do. They just ignore them. Do you think that's um, that's just blindness then? Like, yeah, I, and I think people ignore their own as well. Yeah, like they don't, they don't acknowledge it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's kind of like makes me want to do a deep dive into really understanding a lot more. Yeah, like I've picked. I've picked and like stored all little bits and pieces ever since I was a kid, just hmm, comparing and Do, what's different and what's the same. And I mean, like, because you, you know, you kind of present yourself as like, you know, the city kind of like fit in. Well, ever since I moved to Sydney, yeah. it's the first time I've really been like, kind of sadly, kind of accepted. Multi- my multiple backgrounds because it's normal here. Mm. So I was just wondering what it was like growing up in Sydney. 
Yeah. Where it's just kind of normal for everyone to be from all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you've had a quite a... Huh? It's a... <laughs> it's really controversial to say that. Not now, but it's so white. It's it was so... back then. It's so white. So um, painfully, yeah. like, I was the weird one. You know, that, yes. I, but you know, um, <laughs> this might not make it on the podcast because it's been a very controversial opinion. Um, but, but also, I was going to say, I had a conversation today with someone. And this is a controversial opinion, and I, okay. I know you can listen to it. Um, but I described um, <clears throat> one of my friends on the podcast as a person of color, even though she is technically, by Google and by Wiki, not white, which is what a person, not of a white ethnicity or a white look to her. So, therefore, she is a person of colour, which is the definition on Wikipedia and Google. That's Whether, a very interesting definition. And, and that, I found, is not everyone's definition. And people have varying different views of that. Yeah. And I didn't realise that until literally the other day that people – also, I forgot I said it. Yeah, but it that's was one also of the, what confuses me. Yeah. What background? She's Serbian. Oh, yeah. That, oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Um, I can understand that too because there's also another um, um, physical traits of Serbian. Serbians are white, blonde, blue eyes. Yeah. So that's why it's super confusing. It's kind of like South Africans where it's like where – and people are trying to put people in boxes and it's like you, you can't. Yeah. Like someone was born somewhere, they're that – like it's like a totally di- oh it's so it's so difficult. I kind of I can't. It's so difficult because I can be considered white, but then I cannot be as well. Yeah. Or I can be treated like I'm not white, and then be like, oh, but you're white, and it's like, where do I go? I don't know, I know. where to go. There is one of my friends, love it a bit, um, a girl called Lucy, and she just looks like she's Italian descent, but she looks like Eurasian. Like yeah. you would put her in the yes, yes, and it's just like you don't look always like where you're, you know, when people yes. think you're from. I've got Turkish friends, and just because they have, um, there's Turkish that are like, or from that area that are very pale yeah. like me, but I tan in the sun, like I have that natural dark skin. But then there are the ones that are like my family members that they looked at me and they're like, oh my god, why are you so white? Because they're they're so dark. My family members, all of them. Yeah. Um, over there, over in the country, are actually really dark-skinned. And a lot of people will think, I have friends that are Turkish, and they'll think, oh, you look Indian. And it's like, is that because of the tone? <laughs> like, are you really, guys? <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, oh, you look like this person. And they're completely, like, they're like yeah. Mexican. And I'm like, is that because of the color of their skin? I... It's so embarrassing when people say something. I, it's funny, but it's, sometimes it's like, oh, no. It's uh, so difficult. <laughs> I think people are to just... To kind of explain it. But yeah. Also, yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd. I think also... Um, it's a little bit of a spider web. It is. And it's a very controversial topic. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer with it. I think you can be very wrong, yeah. but I don't think there's a, like, if you're looking for one side or the other, I don't think there's just a simple, 
answer to yes, this question because there is varying different views out there in the world mm. and they are going to conflict with how people see things in certain ways and also just people within society as well. It's The most interesting thing is subgroups and people within societies all have different views on things because as perspectives change, people's views change. So therefore yeah. they can't – I think we – yeah, as you say, we can't be put into boxes which I also agree, but then this comes back to the whole everyone's trying to put gender into a box and everyone's trying to put this into a box and this into a box. And I think it's like whether or not it's a cultural thing or, you know, an, an upbringing thing or whatever you're thinking. People have these ideologies that they yeah. want to just shove into this box and go, here you go, child, this is my parameters. You're not allowed to leave it yeah. because my comfort zone will... It's like waking up in the morning and, you know, having a word in your head. Like, yeah. today, I'm a feminist. Tomorrow, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be something else. Tomorrow, I'm going to be, you know... Tomorrow, I'm going to be white. Or tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to be... Like, I'm going to be white privileged tomorrow. Or tomorrow, I'm going to, you know... I really want you to just wake up and be like, I'm going to be white privileged one day. <laughs> um... It's, it's yeah. contradicting. Yeah, it's so contradicting. And I don't like it. Um, yeah, that's something I've always wanted to talk about, but it's like so – I don't want to stay quiet, but I don't want to say anything because I – No, and I might keep, I might remove it from the podcast just yeah. for like – I'll let you listen to it. But I think um, it's – yeah, because I'm, I'm discovering – there's the point of the podcast also, and, and people kind of think – I find it so funny that people kind of categorize this podcast as what they want rather than what I want to get out of it. And it's not just about film life, culture, mental health and all that stuff, but it's about people being people and the way that our society works yeah. is fundamentally wrong. It's yeah. not a proper way of living because we're trying to, as a government or at a, as a, a, a commonwealth country, trying to force people into the commonwealth yeah. aspects. Yeah. Like, but, the, you know, but the royal family, which is the commonwealth, doesn't abide by Australia anymore. And also technically we did take this land from the indigenous people of this did. land. And suddenly we're just like, you know what, we'll also let other people into this land, which is where it creates a lot of like controversy within, um, you know, tourism and or people coming here as refugees or any things like that. So there's a lot of controversy. And now I also understand why, you know, the indigenous population have contention about that because not only as a Commonwealth country, we've let people in as well as enslaved and done horrible things. So it's like there is a whole idea. It's a very complicated and long debate about yeah. what is the right thing to do in a situation like this. But I think Kevin Rudd did it. The smart thing years ago when he apologized, and I think ever since we've gone to a liberal government, we've been going backwards. We haven't been going forwards in terms of making this a better place yeah, for everyone. I'm not a politics girl. I, I'm just, <laughs> I, if it, it frustrates me, I'm not not to be. I'm not ignorant about it. I don't ignore it, but I just have nothing. I just can't ever find anything to say, but. I think Kevin Rudd was the best thing and it was also the worst mistake not having him on there. Yeah. Um, That's the only person that ever made an impact to me in Australian politics and he was gone before we knew it. Um, yeah, he was. He got kicked off down. Off the podium. 
Um, and then uh, silly. I mean, like also though, you know, with Scott Morrison and all that, they've just kind of made a, a very deep impression of what what Australia means to them. And I think that it was summed up. It by just that. feels like high school. Yeah, it does. Like but, Australia's school now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like also, you, would you describe yourself as a anxious person or a very confident person? Hmm. I and all my friends will agree with this. I'm very I'm black and white. I do always try and find a gray area because that's kind of how you connect to people. Yeah. But it's either I don't consider myself and everyone has anxiety. Everyone has anxiety issues. They do. Some some don't. Some don't. That's great. Good for you. <laughs> Good <laughs> Congratulations. For you. Well done. Clap and round of applause. <laughs> but I don't consider myself an anxious person because I I know me. I know how to handle yeah. me. So it's just like breathing. I would can yeah, I'm in between. You know, I'm not confident all the time. I'll find it. If I feel anxious, you know, I'll get rid of it. It's just a feeling. I think that people forget that. It is just a feeling. Don't give it so much credit. And I know it's difficult, but it's just a feeling. You know, don't don't give it power. Just find ways. You know, getting yeah. dressed in the morning, transforming yourself, helpful. Um Writing stuff down in a diary. I'm a little OCD. It helps, you know. So I wouldn't consider myself an anxious person because I can make it go away. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know, sometimes it's bad, but, you know, yeah. I yeah. find my confidence. Yeah. I think that, I think that's good. Yeah, like- it's... That's my gray area. Yeah. That's my gray area. Though that thing that's where I'm gray. I think I'm not very black and white with that. What what do you what do you describe yourself as black and white about though? Like just how you view people or, or I think I'm just very decisive. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'd agree with not that. judgmental, just decisive. I can pick it well. I'm open minded enough to change my perspective though. I'm all about <laughs> changing perspective and being open to that, but uh, yeah, I think that might even be an, an anxious thing where I you pick something quickly um, just as like a survival thing. Like just, yeah. just so you know, I like to know what I'm doing. You're a big no, no yeah, what's happening. Yeah, like planned. But is that controlling? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I don't like to control others. It's all, it's just my personal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, I remember, you know, during that delirious talk. Oh, gosh. um, We were talking about like, you know, relationships and all that as well. And kind of like how you, you know, instead of just unloading a steamroller. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It was was an interesting conversation. Um, I mean, like what was... Would that be exactly how you kind of like you're very decisive in terms of like friends as well and relationships and all that? Are you very like yeah, like obviously those things are a process, but you know what you're like. You, yeah, you kind of you kind of know. <laughs> I 
I think I was telling you about the movie that you still have to watch Over the Hedge where the turtle is like, my tail's tingling and that's how we, that's kind of like me. I have a tingly tail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. That is forever caught on, on, (laughs) you have a tingly tail. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's my spidey senses. Your spidey senses. Yeah. I I love tingly tail. I'm intuitive. You I like are. to be into it. It's not, I'm not always right, but, but I'm, I'm right most of the time. <laughs> you you strike me, though, you talk about being, you like being alone and stuff. How does that affect you in relationships and stuff? Are you big into relationships or not at all in terms of dating? I think it would be very self-sabotaging to say that I'm not. That I don't like relationships. That's horrible. I don't like relationships. No, it's just not something that I know a lot about that I, like, I, when I think about it, you can't, you can break it down to a certain extent, but you can't until you're in one. And everyone's different. Yeah. So it would be, it would be very judgmental and, again, self-sabotaging to dissect a relationship that one doesn't exist and where I don't even know who it is with. Yeah. So I, as much as I like to know and control things, sometimes to accept that you can't, which sucks, um, <laughs> but I can't in this sense. So I just like to stay at a level ground. Yeah. Just grounded. Okay. It comes, it comes, goes, it goes. That's okay. I think that's good though, because you you're very you know what you want, and you're very decisive yes. in that way. I think a lot of people, especially um, our age, like are very indecisive. Yes, don't know what they want. Yes, they are, and they are. And it drives me bonkers. Yeah, and I think I think the thing is, you're like, no, not not into that done move yeah, on yeah and i think no, thank you yeah but you also don't like you don't get stuck up about things you don't get like high and mighty or you know just like no cool i'm like immune to peer pressure I yeah which swear. i think is great <laughs> I'm you immune are to it. if it's like a no it's a no i think that's good no. though it stands your green oh but no no. You... no 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 <laughs> <laughs> because that's not common for like you know girls or, i know you i know. get that a lot because you know they're like you could be in any situation and be like, oh, I feel pressured. And you're just like, no, fuck it, you yeah. know, let's yeah. let's move on. When did that sort of fuck it kind of kick off? Was that always with you? I think that was ever since high school when my friends would giggle and talk about things that we would, you know, oh, I'm never going to do that when I'm older. Like, that's silly. Or, and then they would do it and I'd be like, but why? Mm. Like, and they just kind of uh, got peer pressured by new friends or um this goes for guys too same with guys being pushed by their friends because i've got a little brother so i've seen both sides um but my siblings i kind of saw what happened to my friends through them as well yeah um but it just never happened to me and it's not because i was super and i probably because i was quite introverted as well like i was okay with sitting out knowing that I wasn't going to go to the party on the weekend and it didn't bother me. 
Yeah. It never, ever bothered me. Not, uh, you know, underage drink. Like, never bothered me that I just didn't experience it or didn't do it because I just didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I did, I would genuinely be very disappointed in myself. <laughs> that sounds so hard, but I kind of parented myself. Like, my, didn't have su- my parents are great. Like, I didn't have super strict. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't do this, this. It wasn't like that at all. I was just kind of did it to myself, but not in a bad way. I don't regret it. Yeah. I just decided that that's not what I wanted to do and I didn't do it. That's great. <laughs> I just didn't do it. That's that's honestly the best thing. Yeah. It's like I don't sweat because I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I would have been like, what the fuck? I doubt oh. that. I prob- You probably sweat like when you go dancing. Yeah, it takes a lot though. Really? Yeah, it does. Maybe I just... It's... You just sweated it all out before. I'm just a queen of ice. ice I mean, queen. it explains a lot. Resting bitch face. Cold-blooded. You're like a reptile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the turtle with the tingly tail because I'm a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in the scene, he's like, the um, exterminator's like amphibian and the turtle's like reptile. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but no, so <laughs> let's go back to film. <laughs> Turtle and reptiles. I love that movie. Um, so you want to get into film, or you've, but you've done film experience. You've done infomercials and all that as well. What and like, yes. what? What is your dream roles? Um, okay, I've always been in love with um, fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, I know that it's a lot of, you know, it's not how it looks it's all effects but i love that process i like when i was little um kind of where it all stemmed from you'd watch these movies and you genuinely think they were real yeah and i didn't care what was going on i just knew that that's what i wanted to do i wanted i want to do that i want to be that i didn't care if i'm not actually flying i'm gonna fly like that person because it's it's about convincing the viewer because i know how i felt when i watched those movies I was in love. I was, you know, in this fantasy land, I, you know, escaping yeah. reality. And it was just you, the way you actually experience magic in that moment of watching. And I thought, I want, I want to do that for someone else. Yeah. So if you can create that for someone else and then that comes on screen and you know that the person that's watching feels exactly how you felt when you watch it, that's, it's rewarding. Yeah. Like that's, that's a job. So that would be great. That's why I like film. That part of telling the story is like just creating those feelings for other people. Yeah. And is there, is there any particular role, you know, characters or roles you want to play? Like uh, do you want to play the monsters? Do you want to play like? Both. You. <laughs> yes. I want to play the tough heroine and I want to play the evil terrifying things that people have nightmares about because again serving those feelings whether they're good or bad they're just leaving an impact yeah you know like any those kind of yeah any kind of story really in that sort of are you always one of those actors who's also trying to always push yourself to the 
nth degree in what you can do. Yeah. What's the, what's your like um what's I'd the... love to do motion capture too. I've actually done a little bit of motion capture. Really? Oh yes, surprise, surprise. Really, this doesn't surprise me from you yes. though. But tell me tell me how that one experience was. It was amazing. It was amazing. I got suited up, not in super fancy smancy ones that you probably see in Hollywood, but it was a suit. It was a motion capture suit and big green screen. Um uh, it was audio as well. So I got to talk. I got to move. I was playing a character named Alice. And it was kind of like a modern retelling of Alice in Wonderland in a social media sort of world as a short film as well. Ah. Yes. And is it that was, already being really released? Great. No, it hasn't actually. It's still animating, which takes forever. But it was really cool. I did get to see what my character looked like. When when did you play and this? I was a rabbit too. When did you play this? I shot this probably two years ago. Wow. Mm. Oh, God, that must I feel know. like ages. And I think after about six months, they had about 10 minutes of animation. How it long is it? While. I think I know, 10 minutes. But, it, but yeah. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, so I'd love to do motion capture. I feel like that's in my realm as well. What about voice? I love physical acting. What about voice acting? What about I, voice? I always wanted to do it. Always wanted to do it. I just didn't. I still don't know where to start. What kind of things can you do with your voice, though? What is the? What are the one things you can do? I don't know. Can you change your accents? I think I can. <laughs> I think I can. It depends if I. It was given a profile and I worked on it. I'm sure I could right, create so you... something. I don't have any like specific, you know, some people have, can, specific. have in, like their impersonations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, don't have any. I of don't them. have those. So what? Not that I can't do them. It's just I don't have anything yeah. that I, if someone was like, what's your party voice trick? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know. You can do a bit of an American. Yeah. I can. But but you don't think very good? I'm not sure. It depends. There's so many different sort of American accents. Yeah. And I mean like you've done you've done a couple of short films now. Yes. Um what's what's your aim over the next couple of years to sort of get into like just different characters and as many things as you can or just collaborating with a bunch of people? Is that your aim? I mean, I know in acting um a character's, you know, a character's anything. Yeah. It's it can be anything. But when I I think there's a difference between a role and a character because I'd love to play a character. Something that, you know, it could be from out of a book. It could be something that's just not it's human or not human. But if it's a human, it's still not human. You know? Yeah. Like it's not an actual person. Like a character character, something that's just not not from planet Earth or yeah. even not from this Earth. I mean, I love real um, I love real movies and I love real TV shows yeah. that are set in our world, but I love telling stories in a different a different universe. Mm. I think so I'd, yeah, I'd love to play a character character. A character Yeah, character. what the kind of characters that you think of when you're a kid, 
You know, my, like, fa- my favorite movie still to this day is Narnia. I love it. Really? It's the best thing I think is ever created. Like the oh, Chronicles of Narnia, the, the, the film that came out in cinemas. Yes. Really? That was my life for so many years. Huh. See, if you, <laughs> I think it's also like um, I've tried to, you know, because I've, I've sort of cast you as the crazy lunatic um, axe murdering homicidal maniac before and um, we're still yet to film that. But, but I mean, like, you, you want to play what, a, the princess in this or one of the monsters or one of the people in it? Is that in Narnia? Because, oh, gosh. Seeing a movie like that, there's motion capture. There's the, yeah. there's the voice and then... So it's all round. Yeah, and then there's the mythical creatures versus the kids who are still... They're not, a, they're not of this world. Yeah. Like, I'd love, you know, being one of the kids, that was like my dream. Yeah. I wanted to be Lucy forever. Really? Yes, but then the fighting and all that interesting like those stunts and choreography is everything that i would want in a job yeah i mean how do you 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 when you go into auditions though you don't compare yourself to other people or you don't always try and be you know compare yourself to the other actors do you i don't think i can no and i would hate for this to sound arrogant but i Unless it was specifically for, which it never is, yeah. for like an ethnic role. I don't think, I'm not ethnic enough to get those roles, so I don't really yeah. get picked for them. So then I get put with the regular ones. So it would be it would be silly to compare myself to someone with a completely different background that I don't know what it is um, that just has the same tone of skin or dark hair as me. Yeah. Because completely different. Yeah, like if yeah, someone's yeah. going to go for me, they're going to go for me. Like very specifically, you know, they're probably looking for a certain look because whenever I've seen auditions that I've done and I've seen who's gotten cast, you can't be mad because they're just so different. Yeah. Um. Even if it hurts in the moment when you see it, it's like, oh, okay. Like they were not going – if they were going for me, they would have gone for me. Yeah. I think that's like – It's – Yeah. That's People always... say it's hard not to compare yourself, but I f- find I think it's pointless to compare yourself. Yeah, you don't like that old like. Yeah, I feel like it is. <sighs> I agree with that. I feel like it's just a danger. I think that's yeah. also the danger of Instagram. Because you eventually end up being like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's also like the danger of Instagram and Star Now and all that. Like, how are you on social media? Because oh, I'm I'm so terrible. I think <laughs> just because I'm an introvert that I'm. I find it so difficult to kind of like put stuff on there or if I'm out doing something and everyone's already taken photos and I'm like, Oh, whoops. And I just, yeah, completely. I'm a little bit of an old person. You're like a hundred years I'm old. old tall, yeah. I just completely forget that that's the world we live in sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like that's fair. It's, we live in a very strange yeah. world. I mean, I would love to push myself to do it a bit more. Yeah. But I'm not upset that I don't. I don't feel like I'm missing out on something. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you? Because I, I, I enjoy the things in the moment. Yes. Um. But not any. But if I, I mean, it's 
if I took a picture of it and I put it on Instagram, great. Yeah. But it's not going to make a difference whether I didn't. No, and I also do. That's kind of my experience. Are you, you don't like with Facebook friends and stuff like that. How do you gauge on that? Are you very much like only have people you know on <laughs> Facebook, or you just have random people? Like? Okay, black and white's coming out. <laughs> uh, let's say a week ago, the other day, someone strange added me. I don't know this person. They know they don't know me. Why do you add me? You know you don't know me. So why? Oh, that's. That name, I'm just going to add it. Why? Why? Why do it? I don't understand. I'm going to delete you. I don't know you, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm not interested to randomly talk to a stranger at all. But. No buts. That's it. The end. <laughs> Black and white. <laughs> Here we go. That's That was just an opinion. Full stop right there. There's no buts in that one. <laughs> Can people just, randomly message you and they're like, hi. And I'm like, um, <laughs> sorry, but I don't talk to people I don't know. Full stop. I mean, you you added me before we fully met, though. Mm. So how do you explain that? Because <laughs> um, I already knew you, actually. You knew, yeah, you did, but you knew of me from an audition way, way, yeah. way, way back. I remember seeing something of one of my friends, like I think it was Katrina. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. And then I looked and it had the Doctor Who stuff and I was like, oh. And then I added. Ah. So I was like, okay. And plus, I think I saw a couple of your stuff because I follow a lot of acting things as well. And you do post very religiously. You're very good with that sort of stuff, I've noticed. So it came up on my feed and I thought, oh, he always posts acting stuff. So, yeah, you know, that's another person in the industry. Yeah. I get to kind of stay in the loop and not stay in my little bubble. Because <laughs> um, I know when I go into my little bubble and, okay, I can crawl myself out because, you know, don't yeah. want to get too far into there. No, and then so I I'm, I'm aware of that. And then I reached out to you with interesting project ideas, and you're yes. like, "Yeah, and sure." I was like, yeah, I was like, "Okay, this one, yeah." This this random. It is because you're so. Um. You can tell that you love what you do. Oh yeah. And you're consistent with it, so I was like. Yeah. This much trust, which is a lot. No, really? That's a lot. You, you have and this. Then, and then it's, it's gotten it, bigger, bigger. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I mean, the only thing, believe me. Uh, Again, it was a very like, mm-hmm. But I feel sorry for Katrina because we're still waiting to film that scene that she's meant to be in. <laughs> and it's, one, it got delayed by COVID. Two, it got delayed by just other things. And then. Oh, yes. And I feel like by the time we film it. Uh, it will probably be like early 2022. It was meant to come out this year. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I was like, but also we were meant to have filmed Jenga by now and we didn't. But I'll say that's probably not a bad thing. A lot of stuff has happened in terms of the world. And also May was like one of the, before May was one of the busiest months and I had like that day after we did the shoot. Oh, yeah. I was April, so dead. April was a shit April was shit, and then May was just like, no, nope, you can't even fathom. So we're in the we're towards the end of May now. We're getting towards the end. Um, I mean, like one of the things it's now eight degrees outside on most nights, and we would have filmed Jenga like it would have been summer. How many layers would you have been wearing, and how cold you? Lots would've... of layers, but it's a good thing I enjoy the cold now. Yeah, would you? Would... Never bothered me anyways. Hey. <laughs> it let doesn't it go. bother me anymore. I actually enjoy it now. 
I used to, I, oh my God, I, holy moly, I used to be so bad with the cold. Still, my body still shuts down when it's too cold, but I, I like it. Really? Yeah, it's a good thing I mean, now. I'm like, yay, body's like, like crumpling. And I'm like, I love the cold. You Because you're wearing like uh, a jacket and the thermals. The thing is, I don't get hot. No, that's true. You don't yeah, sweat. So I'm just staying neutral temperature. I love it. Because my temperature's like, let's go down to 34 degrees. And I'm like, do you really want to be hypothermic? Yes. Just casually sitting on hypothermia. I'm a human ice block. You are? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> human ice block who has unicorns and, you, you know. You know, COVID when people would check your temperatures? Yeah. And they would, I'd be like, oh, what's my temperature at? And they'd look and be like, 34 degrees. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm cold as ice. You are you are interesting, <laughs> to say at least, when you're cold as ice. Um, but no, I think I think in terms of like, what's your future in terms of dancing and stuff now? Is that still going to be on the rig? Or is that just like a side thing now? Are you trying to push your way into focusing on acting? Everything's kind of equaled out now. Yeah. Um, but when I first came to Sydney, it was about I wanted to put dancing to the side. I think I'd... I did a bit here and there, but that was definitely like a here and there thing. Yeah. And I did it as I worked um, doing kids shows and, but it wasn't, I was like working yeah. on acting um, and I just think I just needed a, a breather, but I came back to it. I kind of, again, I felt that I was ready for it to come back in my life in about 2019. I was oh, like, okay. I'm going to do dancing again. It was just like a decision where I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. Yeah. Let's do it. So everything's kind of equaled out and then ice skating's um, shimmied itself, <laughs> skated itself skated into, in, it slid into my in. life. So, yeah. It's nice. Good. Mm. And then what's, what's sort of the next step? What's the next step for Steph? For once after miscontrol for I'm going to do this, this, I'm just taking week by week. Really? I know. This is very odd for me. That is very odd for you. But I kind of like that about yeah. it. Yeah. It's still planned. I still know that those things are what I want to do. But if yeah. I work on all of them as a collective, yeah, we'll see where it branches out from. And like, I think also what, what I really admire about you, apart from your crazy loopiness, uh, <laughs> It's not at this point. <laughs> Everyone on the podcast will know. <laughs> um, are you embarrassed by that? No way. You Never. love it. You secretly love that people I love know it, it. That you're bonkers. Um, but no, I feel like you're going to kind of like be one of those people who just kind of does some, you know, bits and bobs and then suddenly just skyrockets. You're like, it's just going to be little bit by little bit and then poof disappear into the ether but i also feel like you're very grounded and like most people you kind of very know who is important to you and who's you know and who's not and i think that's very like you you have such a good sense of self-worth and 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 everything like that that was like also just thinking was that entirely do you think just self done everything like do you feel like was self done or was that handed down a bit by your parents as well I think it was definitely self-done. Yeah. Um, just what I've observed um, growing up. Uh, just watching 
wallflower watching people listening to people storing information and then just kind of creating an idea that I'm going with for now that I'm I always way I ground myself this sounds super stuck up but I think people understand when I say that again with the peer pressure thing yeah if I've decided that if I don't want to do something if I'm uncomfortable with something yeah that I'm okay with never making it to the next level in order to and this isn't playing it safe this yeah. is just if something that I know that is going to hurt me in the future um is the way to get somewhere I'm okay with not doing it I'll find another way there's always another way mm. and if it never happens then people say maybe that's meant to be but the, there's going to be something else and I was yeah. always convinced growing up that that wasn't the way to go like you had to stick to one thing and stick with it yeah. otherwise you like you weren't going to yeah. make it and I've completely changed my perspective on that because it's not true it's not true. You can do a lots of things. You can be good at lots of things and you can just climb all of them together. Interesting. Oh, just get, yeah. You just get dissatisfied. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have things to fall, not fall back on, not like plan B's. Everything should be a plan A. Yeah, absolutely. agree. Plan A forwards. Some things will take over. You'll find something else or you'll enjoy certain things at certain times of your life so would you have always stayed in sydney though if covid hadn't happened or do you think you would have moved overseas Mm. Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah there's a big possibility that i could have maybe already been overseas by now really yeah living where i don't know could have been anywhere europe actually really wanted to do europe i wanted to audition with disney Really? Yeah, Disneyland. That would have been fun. She was spoken to my I friend Maddie. My character work. She's on Disney cruise ships and stuff. So that Because I said I wanted to be a performer when I grew up. Yeah. So whatever that is, I can't be unhappy with that because it's performing, right? And I'm getting paid to do it. So that's technically, that's successful. That is I said true. I wanted to be a successful performer. So if you're working in the industry that you want to work in, technically... That success. You don't have to be top tier. Yeah. But that is top tier to you, like yeah. me. Because that's what I said I wanted to do and I'm doing it. 100%. So you can't be upset with that. <laughs> that's one thing I've learned, you know. You gotta... I think you've done you gotta, it, mate. You gotta find it. And what about now? Is that like, um, is that when COVID sort of decreases and you can think about going overseas? Or yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, if the opportunity opens up, of course. That'd be so cool. I'm not a settler. No. That doesn't mean I'm not happy in what I'm doing in that moment. Yeah. Always looking for the next thing. But I'm that yeah, that doesn't dissatisfy me. Interesting. You can can look for the next thing and not be dissatisfied with where you are. You can still be happy with where you are and still want something else. That does not go for relationships, by the way. Completely different. 
<laughs> that was 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 that you I just? I think some people mix those up. That's me ha- putting an opinion out there. I think I think that's true. I think like um, people have weird opinions on relationships yeah. and very mixed. Two different, very two very different things. Yes, um, and you know relationships, you know, aren't always meant to be, and exactly. don't always last. And you know, people need to be happy with that. Yeah. We're very much a funny species. Yeah. In terms of companionship. It usually happens because people are indecisive. Yes. Or because they settle. Yes. And they're like, well. Sometimes things go wrong though. I understand for those people that things have just gone wrong for, and I'm just putting opinion, (laughs) uh, set opinions out there. But yes. (laughs) What's, um. Patience, everyone. Patience. Patience. Are you a patient person? That is the word of. The year. Are you a patient Patience. person? I used to always say that I wasn't, but a lot of people say that I am. So I'm I'm gonna say that I am. I think it's that's just you know when you're hard on yourself, there's certain yeah. things that you're hard on yourself for. And I think I always say, I'm impatient, yeah, I need to be more patient. I think I'm very patient actually. I'm sure you are. But I'm just you know, give myself a a little tick there. I'm patient. <laughs> a little patient. What's your opinion on the way society handles mental health. I have noticed. This yeah. is a really kind of odd to say without sounding like I'm putting myself above other people. Not at all. Not at all. But I don't think a lot of people, majority of people, 90% of people, 100%. know how to look into someone and live in their skin or even like consider it yeah like actually like you're never going to feel someone's feelings but it's not that hard it's not that hard to look yeah i think i don't think a lot of people just don't have the ability to see yeah i'd agree with that or when they think they see it's their own it's their own creation of it which is sometimes difficult if you haven't experienced what someone's experienced. But even I found that if I've experienced someone that someone else has experienced or they're experiencing it, I find it difficult to yeah. understand why they would continue on a path that you know how it ends because you've done it before or yeah. you've experienced it before. Um, it's I, Maybe it's just that um, want to help someone sort of mentality where you but it's hard to remember what it was like when you're out of a certain feeling or yeah. situation. So I think it's really, I think people don't know, but it's hard to know because there's so many things to know. Yeah. And I feel like people make an effort and don't make an effort and people um, talk about things that go completely off topic. And I find that a lot of that is in the media, that someone will start with something and it'll completely go into something that's not even related to it. And I find that really frustrating. And I can't even give an example because there's so many every single day. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and you just kind of want to, Empathize, but not empathize too much. Yeah. 
Are you a very empathetic creature? Yes. <laughs> I used to say no. Why do you used to say no? Because I think, because I thought, oh, I'm an introvert. I'm quiet. I'm not very good at connecting or talking to people because I overthink things. I think that was my little OCD brain. But giving my not giving myself enough credit, I think I am very good because I'm good at looking at someone and seeing them. I you don't even have to act on it. You can just see someone. I think you're very good with people. I think you're very good at knowing what people need. I think you're just... I am. I know what people need before they even have to say it. That's my little talent. Is it? Is yeah, it, I'm serious. Is it your party trick? Yeah. Like, oh, I know what you need. I'll even say it. Oh, how did you... I know. People always joke about that. They'll say, oh, you know, you shouldn't have. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that's what you wanted. It's well, like, thanks for that. Yeah, you know. It's like, you're so good at it. Um, no, but I think that's like, that's also... Or, authors that's awesome though because um you know you want people who are empathetic and you want people who are just like i feel like i do agree that society is very much like we are with mental health just very one-sided we're just going yeah and people mistake oh okay god people mistake empathy for giving someone a free pass yes that can that can be a very controversial statement right there but it's true. Mental health is not an excuse. No, 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 no. And, and yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a poor man's version of just going. Oh, I hit them because of mental health reasons, or I was angry because of mental health reasons. No, sort yourself out, and then get back to me. Like, and and I shouldn't even say it that for being someone with mental health issues and being on medication. Seeing a therapist, great suggestion. Doing something proactive about it, calling Lifeline, calling men's health lines, calling, calling you know, medics and stuff when you need them or, or going to a doctor or going to a, calling a psychologist. Like yeah. Doing things, small things, will help you in the long run. You know, like people, I think one of, one of the worst things that people can ever say to anyone who's like got, you know, is don't, don't stress. Yeah. Don't have anxiety. Oh, no, no. Don't stress about the thing. You can't say that's silly. Yeah, because it's 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 counterintuitive. Yeah. It's counteractive to what you're trying to be like, oh, hey, this person needs some support. And the best thing is sometimes like when someone's anxious, just hug them. Yeah. Don't say anything. Just be like, here for you. It's, yeah, there's this comprehension of empathy is nice, kind words, but it's not. Empathy is being there. Empathy is support. Empathy is just compassion. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are too busy to have that, is my truthful opinion. What's your opinion on that? I think people are too busy to be empathetic a lot of the time. Or people are just ignorant of it. Yeah, or they think about their interpretation of it and it may not translate to another person. Yeah. So if they think it's a certain way and they will think, okay, that's, that's the solution because that's their interpretation of yeah. It and they've figured out the solution to that. Yeah. Which is like giving someone with cancer ibuprofen, pretty much. Like it's not gonna work. <laughs> I mean you could try. It's not gonna work. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Also, uh, we can talk about anxiety in general as a word, as a nice sparkly word. 
um, even, you know, write a poem about it or talk about someone else's. But I don't explain, I don't sit down and talk to someone about how I breathe or no. exactly what I do when I wake up in the morning and how I brush my teeth and, you know, what process it takes for me to go to sleep. So that's kind of what anxiety is to me. Yeah. I mean, it's such a it's such an individual thing. And I think people kind of categorize it as a common, like, universal thing. And then we all have this gestalt kind of entity where we all share. And yeah, know, we have similarities, but we don't have the exact same experiences. Like, you and me will have different experiences, even though we might think similar things. Yeah. We'll have different outputs to those things. And that is the fundamental thing of just but it's also communication communication is key oh i'm so big on communication you are so big I, everything like, goes wrong without it yeah I'm, and uh, no one uses it no i work in a building where entirely people it. just don't communicate that way and you know the people joke around being like communication is everywhere it's like it's not it's, nine it's, times it's, out of ten people just go an assumption is a big thing hmm. assumption people assume a oh. lot but but people don't really, um, you know, this is a, <laughs> we're opening a can of worms right now. Oh, no. Um, Communication but, is another. And we, but I mean, like, assumptions also are about, like, sexuality and relationships and whether, you know, like, um, you know, we were talking about assumptions before of what people think about us. Assumptions between me growing up was he was gay, he, you know. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it was like long hair, gay, you know. Was you know like didn't eat well didn't you know like all these things that people wanted you know just like oh he's a mother's mummy's boy and all this stuff and it's like hang on well yes I'm by by the by doesn't matter but also I am close with my parents what of it like and you know there are all these you know and yes I fend for myself I've lived off my own life since I was eighteen. Most people I know, you know, like whether or not they've done different things, it's like everyone's different. Yeah. But I mean, there was a huge assumption where people kind of ridiculed you for having assumptions about yourself or things that made, you know, I don't know why gay was being an attack when you're like 16, but apparently it is. And what sexuality you are. Like those are all things that you're discovering growing up. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time people, like what did people attack you about growing up? What was the, you know. What you was know the big was thing? Really silly. What is that? There, like in obviously in Sydney, there's a lot of performing arts. Like it's normal over here. Yeah. So I was always wondered what it was like to grow up in Sydney because I actually got teased for doing ballet in school. Like I never talked about dancing. Never mentioned it. I was even a little bit embarrassed to mention it at school. Yet at dancing, I was so proud of it. Wow. So proud of it, and I like even if a teacher knew that I'd done well at a competition and mentioned it, somehow found out, mentioned it in class, like I would be terrified, like anxiety, like full on anxiety because I didn't want to get teased. So people, oh, belly, like that's not cool or that's not a thing. Like it was terrifying. So I got teased for that sort of stuff. Like anytime someone mentioned that I or – my best friend, who was also a dancer, was a dancer. They were always followed with Snickers and, like, comments and my last name. My name gave me so much stress. Really? Every roll call, 
in my whole life, I had so much anxiety. So if a teacher said Stephanie, I'd relax a little bit and I'd say here right before they said my last name. Otherwise, I don't know how many times you can say it for it to not be funny, but apparently it was funny every single time. It's not funny. Wow. Like I don't really see you just hear a name. it every single day. Why do people laugh at it every single time? And it it's just a name. bothered me so much. So I did get teased about my name. So was that partially reason? Especially what? if someone said Stefani, I'd be like, might Is as that- well give up now at the start of the day. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> My God. But was that, that was the reason the you changed it to, um, to your middle name? Such a silly thing. I have recently discovered it was just a little experiment, but I have gotten more jobs with my middle name. Really? Yes. Because of it not sounding as ethnic? Mm-hmm. It was just a silly experiment, but I knew deep down that was probably going to be it. And I didn't want to sound like a wuss, like I was feeling sorry for myself. But there we go. There's the results. Reality. Hit you straight in the face. I feel like that says a lot of contention. Yeah, like, it's like, do I have to put a picture of my face on my application? I shouldn't have to do that. But I will change my... I think it's Japanese as well. Oh, my God. So, you know, I've gotten... (laughs) I've gotten hired or... Clients from the companies that I work for have picked me probably because they think that I'm of Asian D de- are the amount of Asian companies I worked for. <laughs> but Ooh. I love it. They love me too. But I think they were expecting. <laughs> Could I just say this is awful, but also fascinating. I know. Here we go. Assumptions. Like assumptions. You don't know. No. Until you actually meet someone face to face. And then you're just like... That's why I'm so off online stuff as well. Maybe that's just because I've experienced that since I was a kid. I'm not sure. Interesting. It's just kind of manifested in that sort of way in my life. But yeah, such a silly thing. A name. A but name. I, I love that. I love that. That That's when you've gun-hoed. And, and, but also you've just proved a, a flawed point with society, which is we just have uh, yeah as as you say assumptions mm-hmm. about people based on a name and then just oh i have so many contentions about that i love it and hate it like that it's it part of me is raging right now yeah. at how fucked that is it really puts you through a yeah. brain wormhole it it really does but i also love it um I think that's a perfect place to actually wrap this episode up on uh-huh. because it just, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it, but it also. Yeah, that's what I got teased on. That's all. Yeah, that's all. And that, uh, you know, but. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Can I just say, thank you so much for sharing these stories. They've been great. You're welcome. I just love, also, I just love chatting with you because it's actually always a blast. But um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on and chatting weird, wonderful things. You're welcome, my fellow alien. Hello. Hello and welcome to the <laughs> beep, world. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one know what we just said. It's actually a language. Yeah, it's, we're, we're secretly just planning and plotting inside. World domination. This is the Things We Do podcast. You can check out more episodes on Apple and Spotify. And I will speak to you all next week. All right, I'll speak to you later. Bye-bye.